Welcome to the RC Sports Podcast. I am your host, RC Jr. We are coming to you from the Tans Down Under recording studio here in the 49120. Visit Stephanie and her staff down at Tans Down Under today if you are needing to get a base coat for a spring break vacation or just a tropical getaway anytime in the near future. Visit them at Tans Down Under in Niles. Also, check us out in the social media world at Facebook and also on X, the social media artist formerly known as Twitter. We're on all the major podcast platforms, so please do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating to help promote this podcast, which today is titled 23 Years of Thank Yous. As I wanted to take the time, um, a couple months ago, I announced that I would be no longer broadcasting local high school sports. And I mentioned when I made the post that I would have a podcast coming soon to pay my respects to a lot of people that helped pave the way and helped and supported me. Um, during those 23 years uh, broadcasting for both WNIL Radio in Niles and then also then on my own here at RC Sportscasting. And I honestly, I think right then and there, I think I don't think emotionally I could have done it at that point in time. Um, just a lot of people that are on this list that mean a lot to me. And I think now uh, two months in, um, I think it's going to be a lot easier to do and to get through this thing. Um, but it's also, you know, after two months after making the announcement, it's a decision that I feel very good about as now I, I get to basically just be a fan. And that's was a really a big part of it was, you know, now I can just show up to the games and, and cheer people on from the stands and just be like any other normal fan and just enjoy the game and the sport for what it is. Um, you know, that's that's really, you know, a, has a lot to do with my decision. And, and again, I don't regret it. I feel t- completely good about it. And I knew that with some of the big basketball games that we've had here, um, you know, this past winter, um, there's been some big ones. And I know a lot of people's like, man, I wish you would have bet you wish you had been broadcasting that one. And yes, to an extent, but at the same time, I was really glad that I was actually just to be able to enjoy the game for what it was. Um, so for that, you know, again, I'm totally at peace and feel good about my decision. And obviously in the, in the 23 years of doing this, you, you come across a lot of people and that's the whole point of this podcast. Um, not to draw attention to myself. I, I really wanted to dedicate this to really thank everybody, um, that has helped and supported and paved the way and made things possible for me in these 23 years, not just for me, but, you know, for, you know, really for the community as well. Um, you know, and I, I'm, I kind of got it broke down into groups. Um, you know, when you come with broadcasting, um, you know, th- on the business side of things, you, this things doesn't, it's not free. <laughs> you can't do these things for free. There are expenses to it. So obviously you need to get sponsors to help pay the bills and help fund, um, you know, what you're doing. And so there's so many businesses, you know, in the Niles area that have always been, um, there for me and for RC Sportscasting and for WNIL, even going back into then, um, you know, and I really wanted to pay tribute to them real quick. And uh, starting with Jeremy from Wings, etc., Pat Tui from Allied Solutions, Debbie Asmus from TCU Insurance, Marcy Hinzey from Balanced Accounting and Tax Service, Aaron Douglas at the Marketplace, Jay Okiyama at McDonald's. Um, these people never told me no. They always, any time I ever came up and asked them for any form of sponsorship, they always said yes. They never said, well, Rob, you know, you know, maybe not this time, catch me next year or whatever. Never once, every single time, and especially even when you think after COVID hit and so, some of these businesses and how they were affected, 
Um, you know, from a financial standpoint, they still said yes, and I'm forever grateful. And then, as you heard, I've, I've got one that's even continuing and wanting to be a sponsor on this podcast, and that's Stephanie down at Tans Down Under. And so um, i got to thank Stephanie. What a great job her and her staff do down there. Just a small little building. It's just a great local business. Um, they do such a phenomenal job. So um, a special thank you, too, to Stephanie at Tans Down Under. Doing games uh, in the media world, obviously, whether you're a broadcaster or you're a journalist or a photographer, you know, one of your, uh, your first point of contact at a school is an athletic director. And so there's been a lot of ADs that uh, I've come across over the last 23 years, and I really wanted to pay tribute to some of the ones that really stood out and, and helped out a lot. Uh, Kenny Schmaltz from Bridgman. Uh, Kenny and I actually became, you know, I never knew Kenny didn't know who he was until uh, getting in, into this business. And then when he was the athletic director at Bridgman, and we've become good friends. And so forever grateful for Kenny. He's now a principal in the St. Joe school system. Um, you know, and, and we will send birthday texts to each other. We'll send congratulatory texts. I mean, we, we communicate now away from high school sports and, and I love the dude and wish him nothing but the best. Lonnie Hoover, you know, being Brandywine Buchanan, the, the arch rival, um, that didn't keep Lonnie from, you know, treating me, even though I was the voice of the Bobcats. He always still treated me very well anytime we had a basketball or a baseball game over at Buchanan uh, or obviously football as well. He would always make sure that we were taken care of and um, never, you know, never got the homeschool treatment, you know, from Buchanan, uh, especially with us being from Brandywine. Lonnie was always a, a, a good uh, good sport about it and a true professional. Jeff Upton, the former AD at Niles, another guy always took really good care of us. Uh, how about Vance Stratton? Longtime AD at uh, Brandywine. So much Vance uh, did for that community. Did a lot for me, too. Maybe not so much from the broadcasting standpoint. Obviously, he was always very supportive, but where I really appreciated Vance more than anything was during my tenure of coaching high school sports. Um, also, you know, that got intermixed with these 23 years, so much guidance I got from Vance and I love him to death and make sure every time I see him and his wife, Marsha at a Brandywine event now, as they're both retired, uh, definitely always will make sure I come up and give them a hug. Matt Brawley, um, one of the best ADs around and by far one of the best ADs I've ever been associated with as a broadcaster and a coach. Most of my experience was with him when he was at Cassopolis. Now um, he's back home. He's a Niles grad, and it was a home run hire for the Vikings a few years ago, bringing him in, and he's just doing, continuing doing a great job, and, and I know he's happier than he's ever been as well. Um, great guy, great personality, loves to have a good time, and, but, man, what an athletic director. He is the best for sure. Um, and then our own Dave Seidmender from Brandywine. Uh, Dave is, is doing a great job. Um, I'll be quite honest with you, when Vance retired, I'd never even thought of Dave being an athletic director. And even when they hired him, not that I didn't have reservations, but I'm like, I wonder how this is going to go. Um, doing a great job. Dave, Dave is phenomenal. Dave would always go above and beyond. Um, doing a lot of the small details I think that a lot of people don't get or don't understand. Dave does. Um, just does a, does a great job. So forever grateful to all those guys. Uh and then, of course, with 23 years, you know, not to mention ADs, but, oh, my gosh, the coaches that I have, you know, worked with, um, particular from broadcasting and then also getting into coaching myself. But, uh, 
you know, it really, you know, my first year was in 2001, and the football coaches at that time um, was Dave Janecki from Niles, uh, Jim Myers um, from Brandywine, and Joe Austin from Buchanan. Those were the three football coaches. Um, then basketball, it was, you know, Reed McBeth, um, you know, coaching the Bucks basketball team. Reed and I be, have become good friends. I think him and I have the same tenure. I think that might have been his very first year as the varsity basketball coach at, at Buchanan when I started broadcasting. And he still is. He still remains the, the varsity coach. And he's also had stints as the varsity football coach also. So really want to thank Reed, Jim Arnold, uh, the longtime Lady Vikings coach, Todd Pawalski, my good buddy, um, who coached the uh, the men's program for a lot of my time as a broadcaster over at Niles. Terry Bohr, who, uh, who took over after Jim Myers retired. Um, and now, of course, we've gotten to – um, no, Terry, even a little bit more with him now helping me out on the broadcasting side of things. Um, and we'll probably hear from him time to time. He, you know, might be a co-host for me on this podcast whenever he's available. So I really want to thank, t- um, you know, Terry. Staying on the Brandywine side, Justin Kinsey, our new football coach. Um, he just finished his second year doing a great job. Justin and I have become really good friends. I love his passion uh, for the kids and for the game of football. And, um, you know, I know nobody's going to work harder um, than what Justin's doing right now. And uh, some of the guys that I when, – when I got into coaching, um, the guys that I really – there's two guys, really three, but two who really made it possible that got me involved actually into coaching, and that is Jason Duvall, um, who gave me my first coaching job, um, helping him out with middle school football, and then – um, turned into also helping him uh, a year later coaching JV baseball. Um, and then coached middle school football for, for several years. And then um, a few years down the road, uh, Mike Nate asked me to be on his varsity staff. So I'm forever grateful to Bosco. Um, we've, we've spent a lot of time together, um, you know, not just coaching, but bus rides and, you know, uh, team coach meetings post-game press conferences at Jay's Lounge. But, uh, you know, those two are, are really what gave me my, my golden opportunities in coaching, and I'm forever grateful to both Mike Nate and Jason Duvall. And then to Dave Seidenbender also. Obviously, he's still the baseball coach here at Brandywine. And when Gary's long or when Dave's longtime assistant, Gary Kohler, stepped down and retired, Dave asked me to kind of be his right-hand man for a couple years, and I really appreciated that. Um Dave has forgotten a hundred times more about the game of baseball than I'll ever know, but I've learned a lot from a, from a coaching X's and O's. I mean, if there is such a thing as X's and O's in baseball, there is, you know, especially when you're on the third base box. I've learned all that um, from from both Dave Seidenbender and Jason Duvall. So, um, and the guys that I coached with, you know, Brian Ladislaw and I, we've probably had the longest tenure uh, coaching together um, with middle school along with Jason Young and then uh, Howard Covio, and Andrew Duckett, uh, two of my other good friends that we all coached under Mike Nate at Brandywine. Um, those are guys that I actually coached with. And then these last two, man, I tell you what, uh, I love them like they're my own brothers. Um, what a phenomenal job that they have done, the seasons that they're having. And, of course, you know I'm talking about Nate Knapp and Josh Hood, who are the boys and girls coaches at Brandywine, have been for so many years. And I tell you, man, if you – I don't care what sport you are in. If you are a first-time varsity head coach of a program and you want to learn 
not only how to run your program, but how to build your program, you need to look no further than both Nate Knapp and Josh Hood. These two, with what they've done for their communities, for these kids, and the feeder system that they have installed, you know, all the way down to elementary. I mean, these these two guys, man, it is basketball 24-7, 365 days a year. Um, they live and breathe it. They were both phenomenal players themselves in their day, and I think they're even better coaches now, not to, not to take away from their playing standpoint. But, uh, man, I tell you, just what those two have done for Brandywine is unbelievable. And the seasons now, when you look at this year, both their programs, no matter what, there's so many different polls, but all of them, they're ranked number one in some, number two, number three. They're all, they've been in the top five for both boys and girls basketball almost the entire season. I don't think that's ever been done. Um, just unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. So I really wanted to, to pay my tribute to, uh, to Nate and, and Josh. Um, just two great friends, two great coaches, better friends. Love you both. And uh, thank you guys. Um, to my team. At, for broadcasting, all the people that I've shared a microphone with, um, it all started with uh, my Uncle Pick, Uncle Larry. Larry Pickles and I, we started this thing way back in 2001, uh, broadcasting um, games at WNIL. We started on tape delay. We literally would record football game, Brandywine and Buchanan football games on cassette deck. And then we would turn that uh, cassette tape to my dad, and then he would turn around and play that thing Saturday morning before Coach's Corner. And that's that's how it all started for us. And uh, we had some great memories, um, you know, and just times that I'll never forget. Um, you know, we can – I think Larry and I could do our own podcast just reminiscing on just some of the things that we've done, both football and basketball games. And, um, you know, of course, we were the B team, as Chris Gessinger and my dad would like to used to call us back in the day. But uh, they, were, they were the A team. We were the B team. But, you know, Larry and I know we, – we knew what was up. But uh, – forever grateful to Larry. Um, big thank you to Dennis Prinker. Dennis, when I got into coaching varsity football, obviously that meant that I couldn't be behind the microphone on Friday nights. He was my, my sidekick, my co- color commentator during leading up to that um, with Brandywine football. And then he graciously took over as the new voice of the Bobcats for several years and then had Terry Bohr, um, who was retired tired from coaching football. Um, he joined along, and they really did. They were a great dynamic. They did a phenomenal job, and uh, forever grateful to those guys. Andy Stuver and Bob Birch, um, these two guys, we uh, we started covering Niles football this past fall, and it was a little bit of a roller coaster at the beginning, trying, you know, with the battles with the other network. Um, we tried to get out of their way and respectfully step back, but then they were having issues, and so then as good as – as a season as they were having, it's like, man, these guys got to be covered. And so we decided then to, um, you know, I I talked to Andy and Bob, I'm like, look, you know, I said, you know, if you guys want to do this, I'm not going to stop you. Um, You know, you're going to have to fight for a press box space. You know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, you know, fight with the other network as far as promoting on who to listen to. And the biggest thing I think that I didn't want, I didn't want the listeners to like, well, what what in the hell what website do we listen to you know do we listen to this one or do we listen to that one but uh Annie Bob took the bull by the horns and did a phenomenal job 
they their audience grew each and every week and so much so that um, I, I think they won out the hearts of the Viking Nation and moving forward I think they're going to have their own um, broadcasting gig um, under their own name which the, those details will come out later. I told them I'd be, I'll help them in any way I can to help them get their feet on the ground. Um, but I think even more than being grateful for them, I'm more proud of them for what they did. They did a phenomenal job, and, and that was the thing that I wanted. I wanted guys that were Niles people that graduated from Niles and had a passion for Viking football, and they checked all the boxes. So I'm forever grateful to both Andy and Bob. Eric Salaji, Big E, man, my production manager. Never did games together, but this dude um, did so much behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. Um, he's always wanted. To, he always got into the broadcast dynamic. He filmed. We, we, him and I actually we met from coaching football together. You know, back clear back in Rocket days. Um, so we kind of developed a little bit of a friendship, and then. He became uh, Mike Nate's film guy. He would film all the varsity football games, so we got to spend a lot of time together in coaches' vans, riding to away games, and spending time in the press box. And so him and I got to become very good friends. And then when COVID hit, we were bored out of our minds, so we decided, and he'd been blowing me up about wanting to do a podcast, and I'd just kind of been blowing it off. Um, But finally when COVID hit and we were so bored, we finally was like, let's do it. So we started doing a podcast out of my garage, and – it, it kind of took off. I don't think the podcast itself really took off the way we wanted to, but the love of podcasting definitely did in Eric, and so much so that he converted that into creating his own podcast of what's near and dear to his heart, and that is um, his Uncomfortable podcast, um, which covers all the uncomfortable topics of Bigfoot, UFOs, aliens, paranormal, witchcraft, you name it. Um, I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but there's a lot. <laughs> it's... It's a lot of people are into that, and if you are, his podcast, Uncomfortable, is one of the most popular podcasts now on the freaking planet um, when it comes to those type of topics, and he's just done a phenomenal job, and when we first started, I think he was learning a lot from me and, and coming to me for a lot of advice as far as you know how to talk and how to do things, and he would record things and want me to see what I think, and it's he's gotten so not only involved with it, but so good at it that now it's kind of reversed itself now I'm going to I'm seeking to him for advice and having him help me um, and that's just a credit to Eric he's done a great great job um, and I'm forever grateful to him as well from all the behind the scenes that he did and then my good buddy Derek Balos, my basketball sidekick my brother from another mother man Derek and I um, you know along with you know developed a special relationship and friendship with Larry Pickles and that exact same connection happened with Derek and I um it was just kind of an experiment just for something to do when he when I brought him on he obviously coached with Josh with the Lady Cats um and then he stepped down from that you know I think once he became a dad and uh and then he just he wanted to get back into the game and so I I asked him to you know to do a a basketball game or two with me and it just kind of clicked we clicked together and he clicked as a color commentator for the game of basketball. Um, you know, when it comes to that, he really – I know I love the sport of basketball. I love watching the game. I know the rules of the game. But from a X's and O's standpoint, I am completely ignorant. I wouldn't know what a – if you called out a certain play, I wouldn't know what it is. I know basically about the, the 
to the extent of X's and O's <laughs> for me is I know the difference between a zone defense and, and a man-to-man. That's about it for me. Um, Derek knows all that, and he did a phenomenal job from bringing what he was seeing from an X's and O's standpoint on the basketball floor and describing that through the microphone. I, I don't think he... I don't think he realized how good he was. And I know he got fired up. He put a lot of emotion into it. Um, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, he would even get the coaching with, you know, not not just the X's and O's, but like kids hustle and their their will to compete sometimes. If they was lagging a little bit, man, Derek would call him out on it. And I love that about it because we're both coaches and, and that's that was his job. And um man, we we, we had a blast and, and I love it. Like Nate and Josh talking about them, I, I love this dude like a brother. And, um, you know, we, we've had a lot of special memories. We did a lot of basketball games and um, wouldn't want any, would not want anybody else to be my sidekick for Brandywine basketball than Mr. Derek Balos. Which leads me, uh, you know, my last group of people that I want to thank and pay my respects to is my immediate family. And that's going to start with my own mom, um, who was by far my biggest listener my biggest supporter, she lives in Fishers, Indiana, two and a half hours away, so obviously she couldn't come to games. Um, but from the moment that I started doing the online thing to where she can actually you know, log on to a website and listen to me do a broadcast, and God knows how many um, broadcasts I actually ended up doing, well over, I'm sure, 500 broadcasts, I guarantee you I can count on one hand the number of broadcasts that my mom missed listening to. Um, and then, sure enough, every single broadcast, it wouldn't be more than 30 seconds after I would hit the end button on the computer. She would be on Facebook and either congratulating the Bobcats or consoling them on a tough loss and, and how much she like, enjoyed listening um, to whether it was to Derek and I or to Dennis or to Terry and I, depending on what sport we were doing. Um, you know, So forever grateful for my mom. Like I said, she was my biggest supporter, my biggest listener. And then uh, my beautiful daughter, Taylor. Taylor never, you know, we never got to share any of the dynamic from a broadcasting standpoint, but I'm proud as hell of her. She is a Brandywine grad. She went to Michigan State University. She knew she wanted to be a school teacher when she was so little, and she followed through that. She went to Michigan State. She got her degree. Um, then she became an elementary school teacher in Lansing for several years. And during that time, you know, like my mom, she would always, I, she was another one of my big listeners. I can always count on her. She, there'd be times where I wouldn't even, you know, a 20 some year old kid in college or, you know, what have you and partying up in Lansing and being on her own, you know, it's like, why would she want to listen to her old man, you know, with a, you know, a small, you know, 350 kids school, you know, basketball or football game but she was she would always listen and um, really meant a lot to me and now um, it's kind of come full circle now she's moved back home and she is actually teaching at Brandywine Elementary now right where she's literally when we moved to Niles back in 2006 she was in the middle of her fourth grade year she was going to gym she started that school year out in Jimtown when we lived in Elkhart and we had to move her in the middle of the school year, which was gut-wrenching as a parent, and I will never forget taking her to Brandywine Elementary on her first day, um, you know, in late January, early February of 2006. My gut was just churning, and she, Mr. Scott was her teacher. And lo and behold, now 
she is a fourth grade school teacher at the not only at that same elementary but directly across the uh, hall from where that her first class was at Brandywine. So I think that's cool as hell, and I'm so proud of her. And she's really um, taking on, you know, I've, she's definitely has got my love for um, community involvement and wanting to do things. And so that's the one thing that we do share, and that I've witnessed her, um, you know, make trying to make difference in, in kids' lives. And doing things that, you know, loving her community. And I'm very, very proud of her for that. Um, Which leads me to my son, Ryan, who we've kind of gone full gamut. Um, You know, not only was I able to coach him for so many years, you know, starting in Little League and Rocket Football all the way up through middle school and into high school. Um, Not going to lie, it wasn't always sunshine and and rainbows for him and I with the the whole father-son uh, dynamic when you're when you're coaching it's it's very hard and I tried to to keep it a fair balance but uh, you know sometimes it it didn't go well um, we we butted heads many a times but I tell you what man um, the falls of 2017 and 2018 his junior and senior years of football um, are are the two years of football that I will cherish more than anything and that is any year from playing the game myself from broadcasting coaching. I would not replace anything for those two years that I had coaching him in his final two years of high school football. It was, it was phenomenal. And, um, just the memories will, will last till the day I die for sure. And then it it came full gamut to where, um, we actually shared microphone this past fall as he got into, he wanted to broadcast. So I brought him on along with Terry Bohr and I, and, um, he did a phenomenal job, even did some play by play, and be quite honest with you, I'm not really, and I don't want to say this to to make it put pressure on Ryan or making it like it was his, that he's a factor in my decisioning, but he's he's putting his, uh, making his own stamp in life, and he's actually going to be moving um, to Grand Rapids here in the very near future and, and starting his new career path. Um, I think that if he would be staying home, and would be able to dedicate uh, his time on Friday nights or on Tuesdays or Thursdays in basketball, um, and obviously with Friday nights with football, you know, I think I would have probably kept things going and slowly just transitioned um, him being the, the main voice of, of Brandywine and, or the Niles whole Buchanan area um, if that's what he wanted to do. But um, he's, like I said, he's putting his own footprint in life, and he's going to Grand Rapids, and I respect that, and I'm proud as hell of him for it. And... Um, you know, it just like I said, came full gamut, and to you know, we we've done everything together. Other than I think the only thing that we've not got to experience together is coaching. He helped me out a little bit on um, this past year, but um, uh, that's really the only thing I think that's left to be done between him and I from the football standpoint. Is you know, we've obviously you know had the the coaching player relationship. We've broadcasted. We just need to actually I think coach together. Um, whether that'll ever happen, who knows? Uh, never say never, but. Uh, you know, time will only tell in that regard. You know, maybe when I can, maybe I, I think that might happen maybe f- several years down the road when maybe he has it, when maybe he's coaching his own kid in rocket football. Then maybe grandpa, if I can still walk, might help him out then. So, oh, this guy, uh, the reason I'm here, um, my dad, RC, the forever voice of Niles. Um, you know, he tells people that. When, when they talk about me that, that I, I learned all this on my own, complete crock of shit. <laughs> my dad taught me everything um, about this business and about 
broadcasting and about um, you know whether it's play by play or commentating or recording commercials, um, intros, doing business contacts, you know, talking to, to people in the business and, you know, doing, you know, not so much, sometimes maybe not getting money um, from businesses, but doing trades, you know, trading services, you know, giving them, um, you know, free sponsorship for an exchange of, you know, what they had to offer. That all came from my dad. Um, you know, then the biggest thing that I'll always tell people that he told me is is the golden rule of broadcasting is you you can never say the score enough and the time on the clock. You can never give that more mentions ever. And you, when you're doing it over during the game over and over, you think it's overkill. But he's the one that's you know that's taught me that people don't listen to a game. They don't sit and just sit down in front of a radio or a computer and listen from start to finish and never leave. They're gonna get up. They're gonna come back. And you always got to remember, you know, that they're not that you you constantly have to um, give the score and the time of the game. And for me coming back and, and listening to games, you know, I can I, I totally get that. Um, so again, so much. I mean, I can't even I can have my own podcast, um, dedicate a whole show just on what he's done for me. Um, you know, he he's the best. You know, he's my he's my role model. He's my hero, and um, you know, I'm forever grateful and uh, love him to death. Thank you, Dad. Um, like I said, that this would have been, this would have been these last few people. Uh, when I got to my family, there's no way that I could have done this. Um, you know, when I made the announcement a couple months ago, um, I would not have been able to get through it. But now, I'm feeling great about what I'm doing, uh, the decision I made, and what's going on now. And that leads me uh, to the best for last, and that is my beautiful wife, Trish. Um, Trish has. She had to play second and third fiddle to all of this uh, for so many years, whether it was to broadcasting or to coaching. Um, you know, she also did she did her part also. She became got into photography, and so there's a lot of times where we kind of got to experience things together, um, but individually. You know, I would be behind the microphone in a press box. She would be down on the sidelines taking pictures or courtside. You know, so even though we were there together, we still were kind of doing our own things, and there was nothing wrong with that. But I think her and I now are at a point in our life. Obviously, now we've we've raised two kids, who are now grown adults and doing their own things. And now, you know, things are, are coming uh, back full circle. And her and I are just basically wanting to be husband and wife and and do all those things together and spend time together. And um, you know, that's that's really why I'm here. And and I've like I said then I, I'm at the point now where I would much rather, you know. Trish and I never, we never got to sit, especially from a parent's standpoint, like when Ryan and Taylor, you know, Taylor played soccer and obviously Ryan with football. We never got to be that traditional mom and dad to sit in the stands and watch games. Um, We did obviously for soccer a little bit and with Ryan with track, but we didn't get as much as what we really would have liked to. Um, And now we can do that. Now we can just go to a basketball game as a date night with, for the two of us and go support um, the local teams that way versus, you know, doing what we did in the past. But um, I'm, I'm forever, again, forever grateful to her for tolerating me, putting up with me, allowing me to do this. Um, and more importantly, more than anything, tolerating and <laughs> putting up with me. I can't say that enough because there's a lot of nights, man, when I was doing ball games and when things would go wrong from a technical standpoint, I was always a perfectionist. Um, and I get that honest from my dad. I, you know, if we lost our signal or something wasn't sounding right, I would get flustered. 
And then sometimes she w- she wouldn't even know what was going on. Obviously, she can't have she didn't have the headset on, so she has no clue. And then she would just come up and try to have a conversation with me, and I would not be in the right frame of mind. And that was totally not fair to her. Um, so, you know, it's things like that. And again, um, she never she's not for. I, I I pray to God that nobody thinks that she's making that. Oh well, that she's made me do this, and I think that's part of. She's probably. Um, worried that maybe some people feel that way. Totally not the case. Um, th- this decision was solely on me. Like I said, I know it took a lot of people by surprise um, when I announced that I wasn't going to be broadcasting anymore. I don't think anybody was more surprised um, than my immediate family here in my own household. So, um, you know, it just, it just comes back to, you know, this is a decision that I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with. I feel great about it. And moving on to the next chapter, and that's you know, going to games with her and just, you know, doing things like that together and, you know, doing this podcast, you know, this isn't going to be a one and only thing. I really want to, you know, dedicate a day a week um, to do a podcast and talk about um, sports, whether it's about Brandywine or it's Niles or it's Notre Dame football or Michigan football or Chicago Bears, whatever. I, I really want what my ultimate goal is to make this podcast um like a sports talk, like a, I'm a huge sports talk radio guy. I listen to it every day, and that's kind of what I would love to do and, and turn this into a, into a sports talk podcast, and that's why we've named it um, the way we have. And I'm looking forward to having some co-hosts. I know I'm talking with Terry Bohr. Um, you know, with him being retired, he might have some free time. I think he's done – I've been really um, pleased with what he's been able to do behind the microphone. Um, my son, Ryan, I think will continue when he's available to, to do some podcasts together. We'll probably have the old man RC on for some and, uh, do some interviews like we have, you know, with, with our area coaches, um, really can run the gamut. It's not going to be just, you know, solely Brandywine athletics, uh, like it's been for so long. I I really want to broaden it to, you know, just sports in general. Um, that's really what I want this podcast to be moving forward. And I'm really really looking forward to it. So um, I think that's going to wrap things up as uh, we'll get ready, um, you know, to our next podcast, which we're going to be talking about um, high school basketball and the tournament as actually literally as we speak, um, you know, March Madness, even though it's the last week of February, March Madness starts this week with the boys tournament. Girls start next week. Um, We're going to have our next podcast. We'll be talking about that. We'll be going over, over all the brackets and who's playing who and when and where, and um, and we'll just be kind of you know sharing our thoughts and you know especially when you when you look at Brandywine, um, you know as I mentioned earlier you know both teams uh, really got a great shot an opportunity to make another big run, um, both teams you know to the final four and don't want to put any extra pressure on them but you know if they if they play their game and just do their they they do them, um, you know I think they're going to be. Both t- both programs are going to make another run, and you know who's to say what with Niles? I mean, Niles just got off of winning a conference in basketball along with football. I asked my dad this the other day. I, I'm like, has Niles ever won both conference championship in the same year in both football and men's basketball? They just did that, um, and so I know they're going to be um, heavily favored in their district. Um, you know, they're probably going to be an epic showdown uh, with Benton Harbor. Um, Brandywine boys, I, again, don't want to put pressure on them. I, I see them cruising through their district. No disrespect to the other teams in that one. 
Um, I think really their their big their first roadblock in their run will be Schoolcraft in the regionals, um, and then possibly then Jackson Lumen Christie after that, um, who they just beat last week by two points. Um, so and then with the Lady Cats, uh, man, what a squad! You know, you've got La Knapp who just you know eclipsed a thousand points this year, an All Stater. Um, you know, just have, have had a phenomenal year, winning conference. And um, along with the boys, um, so the girls, they're actually going to be hosting their district starting next week, um, that very first week of March. So it's been a while since Brandywine's actually been able to host a tournament. So it's going to be nice to have the girls at home. The boys will be at White Pigeon. Niles will be at Edwardsburg. Um, that's got a loaded uh, division there with, with Edwardsburg, Lakeshore, Niles, Dewajak, Benton Harbor, and Bering Springs. That's going to be a great boys district. And we'll talk about all this stuff in our next podcast. So until then, thank you for listening again. Once again, 23 years of thank yous to all these people. Um, it's been a blast and uh, can't thank you guys enough. And I look forward um, to podcasting here in the future, right here on RC sports podcast.